Hello, you're listening to Dragonfly Heart Medicine Radio, a place where like-minded people come together to discuss spirituality, awakening, plant medicine, and more. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for joining us here today on Dragonfly Heart Medicine Radio, the podcast for Dragonfly Heart Medicine. I am Kristen, your host, and I am super excited today because we're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is all around intuition and becoming our authentic selves and what that can look like in our everyday lives. So I'll go ahead and have my guest introduce herself and tell us why she decided to be on the podcast today. So thanks for having me. And my name is Allison Sutter, and I work with women on a specific program called Accelerate Your Mojo, which is something I created. Um, It focuses on three things like you talked about, igniting intuition, really understanding it and taking advantage of this tool that we have, transforming fear, which we all have, and being your authentic self, because that is the greatest gift you can give anybody else. So what I wanted to do is, and what I want to continue to do is, is participate in conversations that are both educational and uplifting and helping people, you know, be internally healthy as they are externally healthy as well with their, their lifestyle and stuff. So that's why I want to participate in these kinds of conversations. Yes, absolutely. I feel like now more than ever is the time to really be putting encouraging content out there for people, but that's also filled with educational things as well. So they have tools that they can actually start to implement in their lives um, as they start to, you know, come into their power. Um, And I really like that last piece that you spoke about, about kind of the the inner and the outer kind of working on um, those types of things. And I would like for you to elaborate a little bit more and share your definition of intuition, because I feel like there's a lot of different um, information out there surrounding intuition. Absolutely. So whatever a person's definition is, is really important. And you know what your definition is based on showing up. So if you have a definition about intuition, that it only is an emergency situation, it's only that something that shows up when you need to run away from, you know, something in the dark, then that's the only time you're going to access it because that is your definition of the way it works. My definition of the way it works is it's a communication between me, my physical self and my non-physical self, which is present in this moment as we're talking about this, like you and I are not going to get any more spiritual. We're a hundred percent right now. And that spirituality, that soul or non-physical energy is an intelligence and it has a communication system with us. And I think the coolest thing about being human is we came with a guidance system. We came with all the tools that we need to figure out how to manage all the situations we come across and intuition is one of them. So it's this conversation between me, my physical self and my non-physical self. And it comes through, for me, it comes through in what I call the clairs, clairsentience, clairaudience, um, you know, different clairs. And, but it also comes through as a gut feeling as just a, a clairsentience and knowing. And in my opinion, it's from an analogy standpoint, it's like intuition has the mountaintop view. It knows all the landscape around us. It also knows what we want. It knows the path of least resistance to get there. And so it's going to send us clues down on the path below where we can't see everything out ahead of us. And it gives us tips and guidance. um, And we can listen or we can, we can 
just not listen. You know, a great example is um, I've got three kids and the middle one is a senior in high school this year. And so the college flyers are coming and coming, coming, of course, they, you know, they just give you an onslaught of college flyers. So I've been throwing them all in the recycling. Just, I don't want it. I don't want it. One of them came, I picked it up. I held it. And I was like, we need to go there. So we took a trip there. It's the perfect college, right? It's this very subtle sensation of information that you can use in your everyday life, as well as guide your business, um, you know, words in a relationship. Um, it is an absolute phenomenal tool helping you make any decision or next step that you want to make. And it's free. <laughs> right. Because it's coming directly from you and, you know, mm -hmm. communicating with that non-physical self. And uh, I feel like for me personally, sometimes it's a lot easier to connect with my intuition than others. And yes. so what are some techniques or some tips that you can provide about um, how to learn how to listen more? Because the signs I feel like are always there. It's just a matter of are we listening? Um, do we still have that awareness? Mm -hmm. So the interesting part about, so I can tell you what I do and I will tell you what I do, but the interesting part about my work and what I have done is that I took what I knew about standardized education, which is very standardized. And I, cause I was a teacher for many years. And then I brought it over into the personal development world, which has become somewhat standardized. It's like, there's, there, there seems to be for some people, a certain number of things that they, that work for them, that they say everyone else has to do, which isn't the case. So I am very in individualized and the way I encourage someone to follow their individualized process just, just to follow what is the most exciting thing for you. So if you just put out the intention that I want to grow my awareness about how intuition is communicating with me and you overlap that with following your highest level of excitement in any given moment, taking as far as you can take it so you can't take any farther without demanding it become something or assuming that it's supposed to be something based on what you think, you will get there because that is invoking your intuition to tell you and guide you in a way that will allow you to have a greater awareness about it. It is incredibly individualized, that formula. That being said, the things that I enjoy are being outside in my garden, being in nature, you know, um, taking walks, exercising has been a form of sort of moving meditation for me for years. Um, you know, uh, anything cooking I can, I cooking relaxes me, um, baking, things like that. Any, anything that I can do to sort of get into a flow, um, helps me here. It puts the worry mind aside, helps me relax, play anything play-based when you're having fun, you will expand your connection and communication with this inner voice so that you will allow it to come through. The, the cool thing is, and the reason that works is because you have beliefs and resistance to certain things. You have beliefs about the way things work. And the fastest way to grow your own um, connection with your intuition is to do things that are fun versus things you think you have to do. Like if I told you, you have to, um, you know, write affirmations for five days, but you didn't believe in affirmations. Well, that wouldn't work to help you grow your connection with intuition. You should be doing it out of a sense of obligation 
or a sense of thinking that the action was the thing that, that governed the connection. The connection there is 100%. We just have to unveil it to ourselves through ways that are most fun for us individuals. Um, so that's, that's my advice on how to do that is you have to connect with yourself because I can't tell you what is going to be the most joyful thing for you to do. Uh, that's a really good point. I feel like in my journey, I've gone to lots of different therapists and I've always resonated with the ones who helped to bring it back to me, who said, this works for me. Let's talk about what might work for you instead of, you know, giving me like homework, like you should write, you should do this. You should med- do this meditation for 30 days, you know, cause we may not always resonate with that, but doing what's exciting for us. Or I feel like I've heard um, some people say like following the sparkly breadcrumbs or like, you know, just um, kind of, yeah, doing what is exciting for us uh, in the moment. Um, and you mentioned too, like not always waiting until there's an emergency situation to use our intuition. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah. So if you have a definition of, of the way it works and you think that the way it works is, and cause that's the most common thing that people talk about is like, Ooh, you know, I was in the car park at night and I had this, you know, sort of tingly feeling and I knew I needed to get to safety. So there's a very standardized way in which we have decided that intuition works. So you kind of have to invite in, um, it, it, the thing is, it's always there. So whatever situation you're in, whether it is an emergency situation or it's just, what do I make for dinner? What is going to be the most efficient thing to make for my in-laws or, you know, whatever. It's always present hundred percent. So I would recommend playing with your awareness of how you have defined it. Now I did a, a summit or a, I made a class out of I did 18 speakers back in February and they all talked about intuition. Um, the one consistent that they all said was that the difference between fear and doubt and those energies and intuition is intuition is a calm certainty. Now you can have a calm certainty in an emergency situation, right? That's possible. Um, but the difference between if someone's like, I don't know the difference between intuition and just stuff that's going on pay attention to how you feel. Cause if you feel panicky, that's not intuition. That's panic. <laughs> that's anxiety. That's fear. Um, intuition feels like a calm sense of certainty and it can come through in a calm state or a panic state, but it itself is a calm certainty. So if you're having a fear, if you're having a thought like, gee, I don't know, do I pick red or blue, you know, just for a generalized statement. Um, you have to pay attention to how you feel about these differing colors. And if you think, if you're gonna pick blue because somebody told you, oh my God, blue will make you a million dollars. You have to pick blue. And you're like, oh my God, I should pick blue. And you feel panicky and panicky, but I really like red and I'm really, but, but I should pick blue. You know, it's like, you gotta pay attention to why you're making the choices that you're making and what sensations are coming through. And because, beliefs and fears are very powerful in trying to make noise and guide you, but your intuition is there and it's, and it's your intuition will is giving you the information 
in the best way possible because your higher self knows what you're resistant to. So if you don't think you're intuitive, it's going to give you, maybe you believe in seeing signs. Maybe you believe in 111 or 333, right? Well, when you see those numbers, you're going to get a hit that it means something because that's what your belief system is telling you. Maybe you don't believe you can have an intuitive hit about flyers and about a college. Well, you're not going to get it then, right? So you, it knows the way your inner workings are happening. And so it's going to offer you things that best fit your active beliefs in that moment. Um, so it's, you know, it's like getting past that. It only happens for me, you know, in emergency situations is a, is a process. It's a, you know, an evolving process of beginning to move past some beliefs that, that rein it in or constrict it to only certain situations. Uh, that makes a lot of sense because I feel like sometimes we don't really tap into making a decision until it's like more, more that emergency state. And I like how you said, even if it's like a choice we're making between two colors, you know, that we'll know what the intuition is because we'll be like, oh, okay red that feels good and like blue you know we might feel some anxiety or some resistance in our body um have there are there times though when we get um an answer with our intuition but we still maybe don't have like that panickiness but there's a little bit of fear and resistance around that situation like maybe we're trying to decide if we should stay here or like move to another state and we get you know the answer that we should move to another state and then it's calm at first. And then there's like fear that arises. Um, well, sure. Active beliefs are, are beliefs that are active. And so, yeah, you're going to have an emotional reaction to an active belief. You can't have a belief without an emotion. And so, yeah, we're very complex beings. You can have an intuitive hit and then doubt it. Of course. Yes. You can absolutely do that. And that's what most people do is they have an intuitive answer. It feels really good. And they go, Oh, wait a second. I don't have the money. I don't have the connections. I don't know how, how am I how am I going to do that? That is totally irrational, right? And the in the in the beliefs, the beliefs are like the Play-Doh machine in kindergarten, where you stick the Play-Doh in the funnel in the top, and you've got a circle or a square on the end, and you crank it, and out comes a circle or out comes a square. We're putting energy through our bodies, and the belief systems are like the circle or the square in the end. Whatever we believe comes out in a particular structure or form. So if you don't believe that you have the capacity to be safe or find a job or find friends by making that move, well, yeah, fear is going to come up. It's going to go, mm, you know what? Probably not a good choice because you don't have this and you don't have that. So yes, we, we're, a, we're a mix of all of these different things. We have intuition, we have active beliefs, we have fears, we have doubts, we have things that we trust, you know, we're, we're not one thing, we're all of these things. Absolutely, because that was one of the things you mentioned, I believe in the beginning, the three things, you know, you like to focus on the intuition, the fear and the authentic self and mentioning that we all have fear, that it's not something that's necessarily goes away. No. And come up um, when we expect it or when we least expect it. Um, and so what are some ways to kind of navigate through um, fear? So for me, 
for me, I have a desire to learn about things through the intellect. Like I, I like having new ways of thinking about things. And so what I did to understand first what fear was and why we can't live without it, because it's part of our navigational system, the same way that love is, fear is also, it tells you when you're out of alignment with your real self, right? It's a, it's a, it's something that, so you have a flow of well being through you 24 seven, which is your non-physical self. Your physical self can deviate and go through all of these different emotions. And the reason you know you're in fear is because this other thing is constant, it's called relativity. There's a relationship between the two things. So you can't have fear without love being present. Otherwise you couldn't feel it, right? It would just be nothing. It wouldn't be fear because there's nothing to compare it to or contrast it to. So I had to understand that, understand that okay, wait a second. So if I can feel fear, it, be, it means there is a stream of well-being present in me 24-7. Then I was like, well, wait a second. If there's a stream of well-being, it means I can access it at any point. I don't have to stay in the state of fear. But I'm appreciative of fear because it told me I was out of alignment with that state of being. Okay, cool. So now what? So now I had to figure out how in the midst of a situation, because there's different levels of fear, some stuff you're just like annoyed by or put off by and other things you're like panicky, um, how to get back to that state of being. And it differs in every situation. In the beginning, I had to just stop investing in conversations where, um, you know, we were talking about things that brought up a sense of anxiety. There's a lot of stuff online that brings up anxiety that people participate in just because they do, right? So stop participating in conversations with stuff online or even in person. You know, if there are relationships or like, oh, you should really be worried about that. Are you worried about that? Oh my God, aren't you worried about that? Like, you know, stuff like that, right? You know, stop investing. Just keep your mouth closed. Let the other people ramble on and um, not invest in it. Um, another thing is like recognizing that a lot of, there are a lot of empaths out there that talk about the concept of absorbing other people's energies. And that's a fear-based concept. Fear, the, the idea is that somehow I can take your negative energy and make it mine, and then I have to do something with it. That's actually not the way it happens from a technical standpoint. So I had to learn about, okay, well, what actually is happening? Oh, wait, I'm reading my own mind of your frequency, which means I'm not taking it on. I'm just resonating with your frequency. And then I don't have to do anything with it because it's not mine. So I can just allow myself to feel better and I don't have to try to you know, transform it. Or So I had to learn about the mechanics of what fear is. And actually, and the other thing that's kind of cool is fear is a disintegrative energy, meaning breaking things apart. So positive energy is an integrative energy, which is why when things are good, you feel really abundant. You feel like you're connected when you're in some sort of doubt, anxiety, panic, depression, it's a disintegrative energy. So it feels like you're alone. And so there actually is a benefit to disintegrative energy or energy that, that, you know, takes the whole and breaks it into parts. And that is that you can't have a human experience unless you disintegrate from all that is. Otherwise you'd still be all that is, right? You can't have this sort of blinders on 
I'm a human being. I think I'm separate from you. I think I'm different from you unless this disintegrative energy exists. So from a fundamental level, it's essential to this experience, but you can also just understand when you're having a disintegrative experience and when you're having an integrative experience, recognize it, honor it, and then move away from it. Do, do things that, you know, step away from the situation, go read a book, go take a nap, you know, do things that help you stop the momentum of that situation. And then you'll do it again and you'll do it again and you'll do it again. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's so important that you mentioned it's not something that necessarily goes away, but when we can flip kind of our perspective on fear and go, oh, okay, this is showing me that I'm out of alignment and, uh, you know, I might be feeling alone going through a hard time, but it's just a natural process. And I feel like sometimes when we're like working on through things or, you know, in therapy and doing all, you know, really diving deep on trusting our intuition or whatever it may be, we might have like a week or two where we feel great and we're in flow state and everything just seems like magic. And then something happens and we might have like a whole day or two where we're not in that energy. And I know for me, sometimes I get frustrated because I'm like, oh, I had two weeks that were great. And now I feel like I'm starting all over again and I start to judge myself. Um, so it's refreshing for you to remind us that, you know, fear is just, it's part of being human and uh, we're, we're going to be afraid sometimes. Yeah. It's so important that we stop bashing fear that we stop bashing these disintegrative energies because they're not going anywhere. They are absolutely part of our experience. They're necessary for differentiation and clarification because when you know what you don't want, you know what you do, you, you can't get rid of them. So let's stop, you know, let's stop quanti qualifying positive energy is the absolute glory be all this is the only thing you want because what happens is when people experience the other thing they go oh my god i'm not worth anything i'm terrible look at me look at you you're doing exactly what you should do so you have to step back from quantifying positive as the only state there is and the best state to be in because if you were only ever in a positive state first of all you wouldn't be alive you'd be dead because you'd be in spiritual form. So there's that. Um, but it makes every time you have a, an, a, an experience of being out of alignment, something bad, and it's not bad. It's the variety of the human experience. It has to be embraced and it has to be celebrated and it has to be welcomed in. And it, we got to stop telling people to just put a smile on and deal with it because it's not the way it works. It's like, remember, like learning that it's safe to be afraid and that it's okay for ourselves to be afraid. I feel like there's so many times when people are just like, oh, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And uh, yeah, it's just like this natural part of things. And, uh, well, the thing it does really is the, the thing it tells you is what your active belief is. It's like the gas tank in the car. If the gas tank is, you know, is on full or empty you want to know whether it's on full or empty because if it's an empty you go fill it up it's an indicating system your fear is telling you what an active belief is it's not actually in my opinion subconscious because if you have a feeling about it 
it's not subconscious. It's a feeling. It tells you what your active belief is. That's really, really good information because how are you going to change it if you don't know what it is or you don't know it's there? You have to know it's there. You're not going to change it. So I want to know when I, when I get frustrated about something, I'm like, now I'm to the point where I'm like, oh, wait a second. I'm really pissed off about that thing. It's because I have a belief about it. What do I need to believe to be true about myself in the situation to feel the way I do? And then I start going, all right, let's pick this apart because what you believe shows up. So it's important. It's really important. I would celebrate those negative moods because they are giving you really good information. I absolutely like, I just love that you're touching on all of that. I feel I can really resonate with that because I'm, you know, going through quite a deep healing journey and learning to celebrate, you know, when I'm able to look at my beliefs that I have that are causing different things and creating fear. So then I can be aware of them and actually, you know, now I'm, have the courage to actually do something about them. Whereas before it was like, I was just collecting all this data, like, oh, I have that belief. Like, uh, you know, it's just how, who I am. I can't change it. Um, but over time realizing that we can. So we touched on intuition and fear and we still have, you know, some time. So we can even talk some about what it is really like to be our true authentic selves and showing up in the world as that. Yeah, so for me, being who I am, which means speaking in the cadence that I speak, being slightly sarcastic sometimes, you know, wearing more casual clothes than professional clothes, looking clothes, like all of these little nuances that make me me, I didn't think were important. And they, and when I didn't think they were important, what they did is they, they, they bolstered my lack of self-confidence, my disbelief that I was worthy, my disbelief that I had value. So to me, being one's authentic self, which means everything you do all day long, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you dress, um, the way you think, the way you express yourself is essential to repairing a sense of self-worth. And I said something the other day that I just loved it because I don't even think it came from me. I think it came from my higher self. It was like the most generous thing you can do for someone else is be your authentic self. And I thought, cause we're always talking about giving to others and, you know, and making sure you give up yourself and give up time. And I'm like, well, the most valuable thing I can do, the, the, the biggest gift I can give you is to show you who I really am. Then you can decide whether you want to spend time with me or not. Because if I'm hiding who I am, if I'm pretending to be someone else, you're not getting accurate information. And I don't think that's fair to the person that I'm with, which made me feel better about being who I am, right? It was like, all right, if this is actually a gift to someone else, then not being who I am is, is just mean. It's just mean. I should do it. <laughs> but there's that, but there's also like being who you are is, is giving your path to where you want to go more. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like being who you are sort of lights up the path of where you want to go even brighter. 
if that makes sense. Because when you're who you are, you're more in alignment with source. You're, you're, and because you're more in alignment with source, you're going to perceive the things that you want sooner because you feel better. And because that sense of joy and appreciation and gratitude, you want those things to manifest in reality, right? And so being your full self gets you in that state, which then thus helps you perceive the things that you want, which are there in your reality already. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I remember, because I am um, a teacher, teach high school science. I took some time off and now I'm back in it. And I remember taking those two years all really allowed me a lot of reflection and to learn like why things weren't working the way they were. And it's because I was not my true, like authentic self at all times. And I was trying to do what all the other teachers were doing because I felt overwhelmed, but I became a mix of all the other teachers and bits and pieces. And I wasn't real. And it's like, my students could see through that. And like, I have a lot of issues, but then like last year, going back with a fresh start and being on zoom and not even seeing other teachers in person, it was kind of like, I just got to be me and teach how I wanted. And things were like so much different uh, because I wasn't trying to be somebody that I wasn't. And uh, I think sometimes in relationships or dating or something like people like, Know, just act a little bit different and the more time you spend with them you realize like oh like they were just saying they liked this because I liked it or whatever and it's just yeah I like how you said the best thing you can do is just for other people is to be yourself so they know what they're getting you know and if people don't resonate with that it's fine like it you know you're not going to be best friends with every single person on the planet and your family doesn't have to resonate with the things that you enjoy. And part of being your authentic self is, is investigating the things that you enjoy. My family could care less about my kids. Don't want to hear about the stuff that I love, you know, and they're like, I said, they're 15, 17 and 19. My husband doesn't have any interest in the spiritual topics, like totally fine. Totally fine. We do not have to have the same passion in order for me to feel comfortable. So expressing them because I have all sorts of outlets like this where I can go and express them. I don't have to express them there, which doesn't mean I shouldn't investigate them. It's just, you know, I'll do it somewhere else, which is fine. They're not against it. They just, they're just like, I think it's boring, but that's fine. Yeah. And it's, I do think sometimes when we're like too similar, it, it almost gets like, it reaches this point where it's almost like boring or almost even suffocating because we're like have all the same interests. We're doing all the same things together. And there's nothing that really differentiates us um, to our own spaces. And uh, you just, I'm just kind of like sitting here, not even really sure what else to say or where to go. Cause I just feel like you've said, even though it's only been like 30 minutes, like you've just said so much wonderful, like really good, information that um, like I can relate to. So I definitely hope our viewers and listeners can relate to as well about just intuition, fear, and really being our true authentic selves. Uh, what else would you like to share? You know, I just, I want to support anyone who wants to 
walk that path, who wants to really understand the benefit of listening to their inner voice. Um, you know, I'm on Instagram, come look at Instagram posts. I hope they're helpful because I try to add some humor, some um, common everyday situations. The ethereal information can be really hard to digest because if it's not applicable to your everyday life, it's sort of like information that's there. It sounds really nice. It's really good. We can regurgitate it. We can repeat it, but what does it mean in our everyday life? So that is my passion in this lifetime is to help take this ethereal information or even information that, you know, like, um, that you see all over the self-help industry, like, you know, have a higher vibration and, uh, think happy thoughts and, but you know, all of that stuff and have it make sense within the context of our everyday life otherwise it is utterly useless it's like school where we have kids memorize stuff and you know what use is that it's of absolutely no use unless they integrate the information assimilate the information and utilize the information so I would invite anybody just to come find me listen to the podcast that I've done um, if they resonate, don't do it because you think you should do it, but do it if you resonate with the information, if you resonate with the way that I say things, come to Instagram um, because the things that we're excited about contain not only the information that we're most willing to assimilate, integrate, digest, you know, but also it it is our permission slip to do all the things that we've talked about here. Um, never do anything you think you should do because it's going to be like memorizing something and you're just going to in one ear and out the other. And it's not going to have the transformative effect, the aha moments, the growth and awareness that, you know, you're looking for. So really just, I would, I would encourage the listener to hone in and follow the things that are most exciting to them because it is a formula that is going to get them to all the different places along the way that they're hoping to get to in all of the different categories in their business life, in their personal life, in their health life. I know those things look like different categories and they're outside of us, but if you follow your highest level of excitement in any given moment, taking as far as you can take, they can't take any further, don't demand that it become something um, because there's one stream of well-being. It flows like the legs of a river out to all of these categories. So it is the most powerful thing you can do for yourself. If you're looking to transform and create the experiences that you desire to create in this expression of yourself. Such wonderful words. I love how you just like, I don't know, just everything comes out. And I'm like, yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, I resonate with that. I feel like sometimes I forget, like I'm actually the one interviewing you <laughs> and I'm like just watching <laughs> and I'm like, oh wait, I'm supposed to like interact and like ask the question next. Uh, but just thank you so much for um, joining me. Um, and I will definitely put a link to your Instagram. Um, so if you're watching here on YouTube, it'll be um, and linked. And if you're watching from the website to the, just the podcast, there'll be a link to there as well. Just thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you so much, Allison. And um, yeah.
that's episode 12.